1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros, your favorite podcast from the bros for everybody, for whoever wants to listen. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Shoot Scoots Magoots Toots.
2: Yeah, that one works. (laughs) I I like that one. I saw somebody on Instagram called us uh, Scooter and Skeeter, so I guess you're Skeeter now. I would
1: say that Scooter's the closest to shooter, so that makes that makes the most sense to me.
2: Yeah, I don't I, Skeeter's a cool name though. I'll, ta- I'll definitely take that
1: for you. I'll take Skeeter. Yeah, Skeeter Valentine. From hey, Doug. a little Doug reference. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, I fucking love Doug, but we are back. The holidays are officially over. Thank God. Oh, I, I'm fucking tired. Look, I love the holidays, right? I love the moments in the mm-hmm. holidays. Like you get all the family stuff, all that good shit. But it's so long. It you know? is. Yours
2: was definitely way longer because you yeah. had, like, I, you were texting me throughout the week. I was just checking in, doing like, you know, the normal friend stuff, just seeing what was going on. You want to play some video games, and you're like, I got another party tonight. And I'm like, it's fucking Tuesday, bro. And it's also, like, a week after Christmas, and you're like, well, different families in town. I've got this going on, that going on. So that definitely piles up. Well, so,
1: you. like, here's the thing. So, like, I always get poppy, like, the day after Christmas, mm-hmm. right? And so we always plan to have Christmas here, but we have, like, three different families that need to have Christmas with her. So we have legit like three Christmases in a row. So my Christmas is the 25th, the 26th, the 27th, the 28th. And then my brother-in-law got engaged on New Year's Eve. Oh man. So we had to go, (laughs) no, you're supposed to say congratulations.
2: Yeah, I know, but that's, it it just piles up. Like I'm tired after Christmas. And then like that next week is just a blur. Like I have no idea what's going on. A lot of people take that week off. And here's a very underrated thing don't take off that week because you do nothing for work oh. and you can save your PTO days. So everybody else is out of the office. I'm just hanging out at home, pretty much doing nothing. <laughs> if you work with me, disregard that. I did a lot of work that week. I right? was
1: hustling my butt. Oh, I was you... earning my money. Wait, does anybody from your office listen to us?
2: I don't think so. And you don't know Secretly. that. For sure. I, I haven't been stopped yet. And I still like, we talk about this all the time. Like, are we going to be noticed? Like that's how we know when we made it big. And it's like a big joke, but, I have not been noticed in work, and I still do think, because there are a lot of like our demographic works there, and I keep expecting like, a woman to stop me and be like, you're a shooter from the Brav Bros. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, can you keep it on the down low? I don't <laughs> want people to know about that, let alone my boss, because here's what I think about. People are like, oh, wow, you've got a successful podcast. Maybe you're expendable at work. We're going to make some cuts. Let's give her to that guy. But. That whole week is just a complete blur, and meanwhile, you're you still have more parties going. Yeah, on. Yeah. I'm like resting, and I'm still tired as shit. And you're like, I've got my third, my fourth Christmas. I'm but like, it's damn.
1: it's totally. I mean, obviously, it's totally worth it because for like, sure, it's great to see Poppy and like her interact with everybody. So like, I love it. I love the moments. Right. Once again, mm-hmm. the moments are awesome. Yep. But. It is, it's just long, dude. It's really long. And I got a little sick towards the end. Like I had a little tickle in my throat at some point and like a lot of stomach stuff going on. Not going to get too far into that one, but you know, I'm look, I'm just glad it's 2023. We got a new year clean slate. It's 60 degrees out for some reason, which can't be good, but Hey, I'll take it for the day.
2: (laughs) Definitely not good for my body.
1: (laughs) We're talking about the planet, but, (laughs) but anyway, it's now time for a little rose and thorn action but before we get to that i do want to just give us a quick you know plug here remember to go to our shop we got some pretty cool shit on there now people kept asking where i got my cheesesteaks water ice hoagie shirt from and we did a little spin on that we got the cheesesteaks water ice hoagies brav bros that's what philly does so if you want to (laughs) that it's not that that's what philly does part that's not on there but if you want to you know rep the bros give us a little support all the support you guys give us is greatly appreciated. We love the listen. So if you want to rock some of the swag, head to our Etsy shop and get some of it ASAP, Rocky.
2: Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I like the people that pointed out that we should have added birds to that. It's like, how many things do you want us to add to this t-shirt? Yeah, I know. Like the t shirt's just going to be never ending. You want it to continue on the back and keep going? We can well. Keep going. That might work. If
1: they are. Look, if enough people buy these shirts, maybe every month I'm just going to add a Philly word to yeah. it. And we're just going to extend it down the front and then we'll go down the back. Oh, I like that. that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but let's get to our rose and thorn. We had uh, a lot of comments this week, so we got some pretty funny ones. I have a a unique one, so I'm going to go last. I okay. want you to go first because mine mine doubles as both.
2: I love the unique ones. They're great. Yeah, they're you know, the we best. did one last week. They're always so much fun. So I'll go off a little run of the mill. But, go off, queen. <laughs> but because we didn't really, obviously, we had the live show. We had a lot of things going on with the holidays. We posted a video uh, talking about Lenny, and there was a simple comment on there, and it made me feel good. This one comes from Conflict Resolved on Twitter, and he said, the bros are back with clapping emojis. Hey. And fuck yeah. I mean, we didn't go anywhere, but it's always nice that people are happy that we're back. Yeah. Like, anytime we post something new, we're we'll like, hell yeah, you guys are back. It's like, we're here every week. Yeah, we didn't go anywhere. You can but... listen. I mean, you know what? Maybe people do miss us throughout the week, and they're like, you know, I really wish the Brav Bros were here. Like, maybe we should do two episodes a week. We'll, we'll get into that at some point, but it's just nice to be wanted. You it, know? It, it feels good to be wanted. Yeah. So for my, I guess I kind of have, no, I'm just going to go with this one. And it's a weird thorn. It's not really pointing at us. It's not mean to us or anything that, like that. And I can actually mention the name here. Okay. This one comes from LaViana Hampton. I assume I said that right. I feel like I've got a touch of the steel-itis here. But she said, he'll end up like Shaq, alone in a mansion, no wife, no kids, alone. And that made me really sad because <laughs> oh, I really like Shaq. I really like Shaq, too. <laughs> and comparing Shaq to Letty is brutal. Now, maybe I don't know what Shaq did with his wife. Like, maybe he cheated on his wife. And I'm just not privy to that information. But Shaq's still on TV, and I really like him. So when I saw that comment, I'm like, "Damn, Did, that's sad."
1: I didn't know there was Shaq drama.
2: I didn't know. I don't know if there's Shaq drama, but apparently he's divorced and his kids don't live there, and he just has a huge mansion. But he does have he seems a big house. Happy on you TV. You know why I know he has a big house? Because the uh, MTV Cribs. Yeah, because no. of MTV. he has got the uh, the Superman bed.
1: He's got the Superman logo all over his house. Oh, yeah. Remember when he had that uh, semi-truck that was turned into like a personal truck? Did you ever see that? And he pulled up, and that had the Superman logo on it, too. That was awesome. Yeah, I would 100% get that truck.
2: For sure. If I was Shaq, the Man of Steel.
1: Hint, hint. Get it? (laughs) So mine comes from Twitter, and I have a confession to make. So I'm not like Twitter savvy. I never Mm -hmm. really did Twitter like throughout my whole life. All right. Like I, I dabbled in it briefly. 10 years ago yeah, and because of this like you run the twitter i just like i legit go on maybe every three or four days Mm -hmm. because you usually send me the updates so i don't really need to dive into twitter i just found out about quote tweets oh oh yeah so i was going down a rabbit hole dude Uh, i was going to like our beginning videos all the way to now i'm like wow there's a lot more shit on here Mm -hmm. than i thought i thought that people were way nicer yeah but um I did find one that I thought was really funny because it kind of mirrors a lot of comments that we get from people that quote unquote don't like us. Yeah. So at normal girl vibes, this is like a a tweet about people not liking us commenting on housewife shows because we're straight dudes. I just don't like them because they'd be recycling what women say on social media about the show, then act like it's original thought that they came up with. It's not their place at all. She then later goes on to comment again and says, I mean, personally, I think she was foul for that story, but I don't understand why I focus on her being a terrible person like G didn't abandon his family. So this is, this one's like tough for me because in the first tweet, she says, it's not our place to say anything. Like we're just recycling shit. And then in the second tweet, she immediately agrees with us. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess kind of shade, but like not really because you're agreeing with what we're saying. And also, by the way, we're really not recycling shit.
2: No, are, honestly, like, no. I- We don't, to be honest, like I'll pay attention to like people that we're friends with, like creators that we're friends with, and really just like the facts of what's going on. I don't really care what other people are saying. Like when I'm scrolling through Twitter, I'm not reading other people's tweets because I don't really care that much. No, it's, but we have our own opinions.
1: And with that, it's like, no, that's just pretty straightforward. It's a fucked up situation. So like we just said that. We didn't recycle anything. It's just, this is fucked up. So we said it is.
2: I also just think that that confirms that no matter what we say, even when they fully agree with us, they're not going to like us Yeah, because of who we are, because we're just straight men dissecting housewives and like, you don't belong here. Although you did make a good point, but also you don't belong here. So I'm going to bash you. It's like, you know what? I'm going to take that part where you said that we were correct. And, and I'm going to just ignore the other one. one. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: ignoring the other part because I'm compartmentalizing. Yeah. <laughs> but my full blown rose, I do have one more. Cause this one just made me laugh. Cause I don't know okay. what this is. I don't know what the difference is. Maybe you can enlighten me. Okay. This is from Instagrams on TikTok. And she commented, I hope Lenny gets night diarrhea every night until he shits himself to
2: death. Wow. <laughs> what the fuck Why is that? Why do you that? think that I would enlighten you on that? Do I? Have, do you think that I look <laughs> like a guy who has night diarrhea?
1: I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> I'm just, what is, what's the
2: difference? I think it's when you sleep. It's sleeping, you shit, right? You sleep.
1: Okay, that's what I thought.
2: Yeah, I guess so. That's
1: what I, I figured that's what Night it diarrhea
2: is. is a better name than sleep diarrhea. I agree. Pulls off the tongue a little bit better. I'm going to use that. I got a
1: case of the night diarrhea. (laughs) How'd you sleep last night? I didn't, really. Night (laughs) diarrhea.
2: Got me again.
1: Ah, you know that. Damn night diarrhea. (laughs) Welcome to the Bravo Bros. See? The bros are back. (laughs) (laughs) But that takes us into the Bravo news. We've got some... uh, One's kind of heavy. And um, they just announced this week that Martina Navratilova actually has... Two forms of cancer. I believe one's throat and one's lung. Is that correct?
2: Something like that. Yeah, and apparently she had, I think, throat cancer before. Okay. And it went into remission, and now it's back. So that sucks. We obviously, you know, like you said, we just got into Miami. But it doesn't really change a whole lot. You know, obviously we want, we wish her the best. It just sucks.
1: It really sucks. You know, she's like the queen of Wimbledon. I, I looked it up after we watched the first one. Just, I know she has, like, a ton of grand slams. I know mm-hmm. she was, like...
2: I think she's like 18 grand slams. Something, like she's, I think uh, it was. She's like second or third to Serena, I think.
1: Yeah, like she is one of the greatest of all time mm-hmm. in tennis. And the good thing about that, you know, she's strong as shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is a tremendous athlete, so hopefully she kicks the shit out of this. We are thinking about you. Thoughts and prayers. Teas and peas. and peas, Martina. I hope we get better soon. But moving on to the next one, I'm sure everybody that is listening has seen this on social media. We had a little... Lisa and Lenny showdown in the nightclub. Lisa was out at a club and actually saw Lenny there with his mistress. And when she confronted her, this was the worst part to me. So she confronted her about this whole thing. And I like, called her a home wrecker, blah, blah, blah. The chick looks at her and like licks her lips. Like she's like relishing in the fact that she wrecked her home.
2: Yeah. And so I saw the video and this was, I think maybe the day or two before the episode aired. Now, I thought that this was, like, new information, new video and everything. Here, obviously, we saw it unfold on the show when Lisa was sitting down with her mother-in-law, ex-mother-in-law, whatever you want to call it. And she was talking about that interaction. So this happened back, like, the week after they broke up. Oh, wow. I just put that together. Yeah. And this is kind of what happens every once in a while where, like, Bravo will kind of hold on to things, say you can't release that. Let's wait till the show. So, it, like, it gets a little bit more of a drop, blah, 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 whatever. I guess it makes sense. But at the same time, it's just like this woman is a home wrecker and she's ruining your life. And obviously, Lenny's ruining your life. Drop it whenever the fuck you want. Like, Bravo shouldn't be able to tell someone, hey, why don't you wait until the show airs? It'll get like more publicity. Like, no, it's like six months later. Like, do it right then and there while your feelings are still hot and it might make you feel a little bit better and re- make other people realize because they talk about it on the show. That Lenny is doing this because people will call him out in public. Like he's whatever. The, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about, but they said he's a he's a public figure. I guess this is why I fucking hate Miami. He's a plastic surgeon in Miami, so he's a public figure. Like fuck off. I, it's well, just that, stupid shit like so that that the, bothers me.
1: I've got I've got a lot to unpack here because you just light bulbed a yeah. lot of things. My brain is running at like a snail's pace right now. So things are going to come out slowly. All right. This might be a jumbled episode where I throw shit out randomly, but it will make sense. So give me a sec with the Lenny thing. All right. And with her holding off on posting this video, that actually does sort of make sense to me. All right. And a lot of people commented this and mentioned this. So if she's going through a divorce, right. And Lenny is the main breadwinner of the family. I don't know what Lisa brings in. I'm sure she does bring a decent amount in for herself. But I would imagine that this housewife's check is probably a big portion of that now. Mm -hmm. And if producers are saying to her, hey, wait, because this is going to get more of a buzz if we drop it during the season, that might actually deter her from posting it in the moment because she's like, oh, now I got to really think about my job because I need to make money because I'm going to be a single mom. Right. So that makes sense. However, on the Lenny side of things, and first, before I even get to that, let me clear something up that we both need to clear up. Or at least I'm not going to speak for you. But in this whole scenario, all right, we don't really know what Lisa is like as a wife, okay? Mm -hmm. We've never claimed to. We don't know how the marriage was. I'm not saying that she was a saint. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the marriage wasn't maybe falling apart. But regardless of that, the way that Lenny is handling it, unforgivable, like absolutely unforgivable, because you have kids involved. All right, like it's you're creating this whole scene and you're throwing everything away and whether it was there to save or not, if you want to be with somebody else, do it the right way, get a divorce and then be with them. Don't get with this woman and then brag on social media On one hand, you're trying to say, like, oh, I'm the victim. Like, you don't know the real lease. And on the other hand, you're posting, oh, it's really hard to have a girlfriend and a wife. So who do you want to fucking be, buddy? You're a scumbag. You're a dirtbag. We all see it. It doesn't matter if the marriage was shitty. How you're handling the situation makes you
2: a piece of shit forever. So go fuck yourself, Lenny. Well, he actually posted something. I don't know if it was was within the last week. Because obviously now he's doing, if you want to call it damage control, you can. But he posted last week. Pretty much explaining that whole scenario that you just brought up. You don't know who Lisa is behind closed doors. She used to belittle me. She used to tell me, even when I did something right, that I was doing it wrong. And it just sounds like gripes of a sad piece of shit, honestly. He's having having a midlife crisis. Yeah, I mean, you have kids. You obviously have a pretty stressful job, I think. You're not exactly like a brain surgeon. You know, you're doing this, whatever. I'll leave that one to the side. But... You're just your gripes about this just sounds like maybe some fixable things that you can deal with. And instead, you just tuck your tail between your legs and run the other way and kick your wife, the mother of your children out of the fucking house. Nothing you're doing is correct. So I don't really understand the people. We had a couple of comments that were like, you don't understand what Lisa is like behind closed doors. Like you said, it's irrelevant. You don't understand what they're it is irrelevant because even what Lenny said isn't even close to what he's doing to her. That's my, yeah, and that's exactly. just facts. That's not like, like, we're not blowing anybody's mind no. with this. We're not, this isn't contentious. We're, we're not, not Lisa
1: Stans, by yeah, the way. Like, we just got into the show. I don't exactly. even know her.
2: Well, I i think I might be a Lisa Stan at this point. I mean, I after mean,
1: all this shit, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I said it last week. Like, I wanted to keep watching because I felt bad for Lisa. So he's just a piece of shit. So, like, I don't care. And any of those people that are saying you don't know what Lisa's like behind closed doors, they're supporting Lenny. So, by proxy, that makes you a piece of shit so congratulations (laughs) welcome to the piece of shit club host lenny the posc yeah but yeah it's i i just don't get it and you know what i don't care well i I don't want to see him anymore so i'll make you feel better
1: i'll make you feel better okay so this was the other part of it that i wanted to unpack we had somebody reach out and i won't name any names but uh Somebody reached out and Lenny has multiple lawsuits against him. I guess people have filed suits for bad surgeries, bot surgeries, whatever. That's (laughs) what they said. This, yo, yo, listen to me. This person got surgery from Lenny and it was so bad that they had to get it fixed by a different surgeon.
2: They yeah, had that nothing
1: but horrible things to say. You about know
2: what? Them. He was probably out of the club until like one o'clock in the morning and then had to go in at 7 a.m. to fix whatever the hell he had to fix.
1: He probably did a rail off of a fake boob in the office that he was about to implant in. A yeah, woman. we're not
2: we're not holding anything back. <laughs> Who the fuck knows what's going on? He sucks. And he's a shitty surgeon on top of all of that. I say all of these lawsuits on top of whatever Lisa's is bringing him for some sort of lawsuit. I'm sure if not multiple bankrupt the guy because fuck him. That's why.
1: Yeah. And the last couple things we need to touch on are Salt Lake related, which is perfect, because then we're going to roll right into our extremely brief recap of Salt Lake. So brief. But the first one is... our good friend, Zach, brought it to our attention via the Bravo Docket, which is another great podcast um, that covers all the legal side of the Bravo stuff. And they dive into it. They're actually attorneys. So all those people that tell us that, hey, you're not lawyers. No shit. These people actually are. And it's I'm pretty- sure they <laughs> have a lot of
2: work, too, because there is a lot of legal shit that happens. A ton
1: of legal shit. So anyway, it came out that. There's more evidence being presented against Jen Shaw or the FBI wants to present this. They're applying to the judge to have it admitted in court. Mm -hmm. But something came out from Nevada that's a restraining order and a police report against Jen Shaw. I guess she was swinging with another couple or something and she got physical with the dude and to the point where they had to call the police, filed a police report and got a restraining order from her. So the big thing that was kind of... I guess you could say in her favor and that's using that term very loosely was that she had a lot of character witnesses, like her family and friends are saying, no, she's a saint. She's a saint. Yeah. yeah, Oh, Oh. but this, so this, once again, we see more and more evidence coming out. Like, no, Jen Shaw truly is just not a good person. Like she is just rotten to her core. So like, I'm excited for Friday. I can't wait for Friday. So they put an end to
2: this thing. Seriously, though, I, and I did see something that TMZ reported after, I guess, whenever that information dropped or was leaked from, um, whenever that information was dropped or leaked from whatever source, TMZ then reported that supposedly what happened was Jen Shaw was hooking up with another woman's husband. They didn't confirm or deny that the other woman was involved, but the other woman wanted to, or took screenshots rather. And sent them to Coach Shaw. So Coach Shaw, now there's no, again, no confirmation that he knows. But you kind of see it tonight. And and like you said, this does lead into our recap, which is going to be very brief. You kind of see it tonight that her Jen in front of Coach Shaw is a completely different person. I know. She doesn't start shit. She keeps her cool. And she acts like everything's okay. Like Lisa came over and she's like, do you like me tonight? And she's like, yes, of course I like you. I always love you no that's definitely not true we can see it on the footage that it's absolutely not true but when coach is there all of a sudden she's a nice person so I do hope because I do kind of like coach Sean. like when he is on when he is on the screen I like his moments I feel like he's an inspirational dude he's a good football coach and all that I really want him to be out of this but it's it doesn't so look tough. good, dude. Like, no,
1: did you see? There was a text. Yeah, there was a, there text, was a text chain
2: with him, or well, it, he wasn't involved, but he was. He's referenced. He in was the referenced text. a bunch of times about like, we you can know, ask Coach Shaw will take care of this. The, you know, we got to ask him about the phrasing, things like that. So if I mean, he's helping her perjure in court. I think that kind of makes him guilty and then he's probably he's not gonna face time but that's probably like fines and stuff and he'll probably lose his job like we don't know we don't know what's gonna happen we're not lawyers again (laughs) but we can speculate all day
1: we're good speculators
2: yeah we're absolutely good speculators that's what makes us good at our job
1: (laughs) but that leads us directly into one of the worst housewives episodes i think i've ever seen and i think it's Probably because I was going into it with such low hopes and expectations. And not only did it not meet those low hopes and expectations, it underperformed. Isn't that the worst? Dude.
2: It's like, yeah, it's like when you go to a movie and you have absolutely no expectations and it slightly does better than that. And you're like, you know what? That wasn't so bad. Like I did that actually with the Rocks movie Black Adam the other day. I got a new TV and I wanted to watch it. And I was like, this has really good effects. It's in Ultra HD 4K. We just got a new 4K TV. So I'm like, let's just try Humble this bad brag. boy out. Yeah, well, you know, I moved. We have more rooms than we're used to. We have to buy TVs for everything. That's how it goes. Reasonable adult money expenditures. Me and Colleen may have, you know, gone overboard. Things happen. Reasonable but,
1: TVs in every room. That's what every adult has. <laughs> adult TV money, baby. In every
2: room. But I was watching that and I had no expectations for it. I came away and I'm like, you know what? This actually really wasn't that bad of a watch. That is... Not what happened with this show. I went. You went in the same way. Like, if this sucks, I think I tweeted it out right before. If this sucks and we hear nothing and we get no confirmation on this stupid black eye, we're the we're out. We're gonna replace it with Soho or something.
1: I'm not fucking around though, and that like that's exactly what happened. I knew about five minutes in. That's when I knew it. About.
2: They were still in San Diego for what three minutes? Like, is that necessary I guess because what Dana did, but like yeah, kind of.
1: But that so here's my biggest issue with the whole entire episode. Okay. You have two major, major plot points, right? There's two things that would actually be captivating and interesting to hear about. One, allow the cast to dig into Jen and pull some shit out of her. Allow them to keep setting her off to the point where she either snaps or or it like spills the beans, or whatever. But the fact that they have to tiptoe around this woman constantly, and they're constantly pointing the camera towards Heather to talk about her black eye, and then that doesn't get talked about. So the two sitting next to each other, the one with the black eye, and the one that is about to go to prison, we're not talking about them. Yeah. Instead, we're talking about Lisa's fucking SEC filing, which is so not news at all. And we're like dragging ass this whole episode, and what the producers don't seem to get is if you present us with these two major points that we want answers to, I'm not going to give two shits about anything else that's happening. I'm not going to care because it's not the main plot line. You've given us these two giant teasers that you're dangling in front of us for fucking the whole season so far with no answers at all so yeah. I'm fucking done I'm so fed up it yep. was so boring we got to go to like Meredith's fashion show which is for a great cause and my man Alex who's in recovery I guess that good for him I'd love to see that you know that but I could have done without all of it I feel like I wasted 45 minutes of my life plus 15 minutes for commercials
2: yeah no that's a really good point and it did like it kind of bummed me out a little bit because we did get a little bit of that where the logic finally won someone over. And it's a new person. And Dana actually rose to the occasion, which is more than I can say for pretty much anybody else on the show. And she just started poking questions at Jen. She's, she brought up her source, which we now know to be true, that there was an informant that's giving them information about Jen's businesses and all of the wrongdoings. And she then asks everybody around, why is no one asking yeah, her about I this? Like. That. It's almost like everybody else got a memo and Whitney actually explained it a little bit. She's like, look, we have to like tiptoe around this because we're either going to get Jen ticked off and she's going to come at us or we're going to. Listen, we have to like tiptoe around this either. We're going to tick off Jen by asking questions, but we really want to know what's going on with her. We just don't know how to go about it. And that's pretty much like our relationship with Jen. It sounds fucking terrible. It's like she she's holding them hostage as friends and i just don't understand it and dana dana finally calls them all on their bullshit they're like why is no one asking this like why is no one asking her what's going on she's probably guilty all of these people are pleading guilty no one's gonna say anything to her about this because you're afraid of her like that's how all of us feel and jen of course storms off and freaks out right away which means that she's fucking guilty i don't care about the court proceedings (laughs) like the innocent till proven guilty she pled guilty so fuck it whatever who cares but this whole show you're right like that's what we want we want to see the downfall of jen we want to see people call her out for her shit and find out what happens and then we've got the heather's stupid black eye which now i guess we're thinking that jen caused because she's leaving this like weird trail of breadcrumbs that lead back to jen and angie harrington of all people calls her out on it and it's just so dumb like i just don't care anymore we're not getting definite answers We're just seeing Jen kind of like move around as if she's still free, but she's obviously going to jail. It's just stupid. And none of the characters are like, Lisa's great. Lisa's great. Lisa's great. Lisa's great. But everybody else sucks. It's stupid.
1: So here's my theory. All right. And then we're moving on from this because I don't want to waste any more time. I'd rather talk about Miami and Potomac. Mm -hmm. But with the whole Heather thing, all right. And Dev and I talked about it a lot tonight um, because we were talking the whole episode because it was so fucking boring. But here's my thought. And you can kind of see it with how she's treating Whitney, all right? The first thought I had, I think that she knows that this is not that big of a story. I think that she fucked up and, like, put her foot in her mouth. And I don't think that this reveal is going to be that, like, awe-inspiring. I don't think but we're that's, big.
2: I, that's on Bravo's producers. I, I
1: fully Honestly, agree. Like I,
2: that's them just completely missing it.
1: I, I fully agree with that. I fully agree. But the other thing is, so Heather... You saw it briefly, right? Like in the first couple of episodes where you're like, wow, Heather's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the Heather that we all know from seasons one and two. I think that she thinks she's such hot shit that like everybody loves her regardless. Yeah. Like she got followed by like Rihanna. Like there's like she made a major buzz in her first couple of seasons because she was so likable. I think now she's trying to gain that back and she's struggling so bad this season and she's like floundering and trying to figure out how to be cool and fun. And like,
2: I think she's just like stuck in the toxic sludge that is Jen.
1: I agree. And she just
2: doesn't know how to operate anymore.
1: That bathroom scene was bizarre. Yeah, that That was so strange. I was like, I felt like cringy. I was like, what are you doing? Like Meredith doesn't know what you're talking about at all like no one knows what happened and they're not just not saying it like no one knows what happened and you're standing in the bathroom with jen and like i got your back you know i got your back i'm loyal and she starts like fake smacking jen's ass or something yeah
2: she did say one thing that was kind of damning for jen which was pretty much what you just said everybody knows it but they're just not saying it so why don't we just tell them jen and jen just looks at her like blankly yeah so i think that like jen caused it just if if you guys were just drunk and like wrestling or something just fucking say it just fucking say it and look we already have this new information coming out from 2019 that jen probably has like aggravated assault against her for this other man or woman whoever the hell she hit and nothing you say is gonna do anything wrong so who the hell cares
1: Uh, look it's It's just just stupid it is and the way that she's treating Whitney makes no sense because Whitney decided to take some space from a friendship that wasn't doing great yeah and be an adult about the situation like Whitney's grown up a little bit and like this is bad for me I'm stepping back so we can figure this out this is good for me and for you because Mm -hmm. we can give our friendship some space and come back together and also makes a really good point like if you and I had a falling out over some bullshit And we're at odds. Right. And you had like a real issue. Like if you showed up with like a big shiner or like something was wrong Mm. in your life, even if we were still at odds, I'd be like, dude, what's going on? Like, of of course I want to know what's going on because like at the end of the day, I love you. Like I want to help. Yeah. And that is the relationship that they had. So for her to sit there and then like gaslight the situation and be like, well, you're not a true friend. And like, I wouldn't tell you, you didn't even like want to know. I didn't think it was that important to you. Because we we're on a friendship break and then she all she wants to do is ask her about the black eye and she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, I don't know if I can tell you that. Well, you just said that she didn't think it was important. Then she asks, and you don't think it's important to tell her. It's so just, what do
2: you want? We talked about it when we had Crystal on the show a couple of weeks ago. Do they know them being the housewives? Do they understand kind of how the season's going for them and what do they think and how do they change things? You gotta think that Heather thinks that she's being funny or like I not iconic this is where i lean into my theory it's just such bullshit and again like obviously bravo production has a lot to do with it because they're probably feeding it being like "Ooh, let's keep this black eye thing going because we've got nothing else no one wants to confront jen nobody's going to do anything with that So let's just run with this black eye story. That should keep people captivated. And then you've got Heather being like, okay, I'll be the star of the show with my black eye. Let me just keep this running. it's like, no, it's just fucking dumb. It's a terrible storyline. We're over it. And you're going to lose viewership because next week, watch it plummet.
1: Oh, it's It's going to die so so hard next week. And we're not even really going to cover it next week. No, we weren't lying. And we stand by our words. Yeah. So, but the last thing that like, this made me laugh when Meredith walks into her kitchen and her two kids are sitting there. Just because they all sounded exactly the same, mm-hmm. just like Robot. She walks in, she goes, Hi. And Brooks and his sister go, Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.
1: But thank God for our listeners for bugging us so relentlessly about Miami because we never would have found this gem and we need it so bad right now. I know.
2: It couldn't have come at a better time.
1: Honestly, like, it's almost fate. It's almost fate that led us down to the shores of Miami. Miami. Wow. Miami. I, look, I told you, the brain's not fully well, firing fine. today. Right. I'm doing my best. But this, once again, was a delightful episode for me. Episode, Dude, I... You <laughs> are struggling. <laughs> Just keep going. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, we're good. But we start out in the bus ride. We touched on it last week a little bit. And the Gertie situation, where, you know, Gertie is speaking up about how she feels about Lisa's marriage. Mm-hmm. And we touched on it really quick. It was kind of touch and go. I do want to get your opinion now that we know these women a little bit better. Do you feel like Gertie has the right there to speak up and say, hey, this is what I would do. Like, you need to do this for your kids. Like, that's your family. And then for the other women to kind of check her and be like, well, you haven't been divorced. So, like, what do you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with the other women, to be honest. Like, in a situation that's so horrific, and life-changing, you kind of just have to be supportive. You kind of just have to be there to listen to what Lisa wants to say, what she's going through. If she asks for advice and says, how would you handle this? Then you can give advice. Unsolicited advice in a situation, really any situation sucks, but in a situation like this significant, no one's asking for it. It's just like, it's not the right time and nobody really cares. It's sort of like... When somebody's telling a story in the entire time, you're just waiting for the time for you to tell a story about yourself, essentially, that you can relate to. And it's just like, no, she's going through something traumatic. Let her vent, let her tell you everything that's going on, give some reactions, give a lot of support. And then if somebody asks for advice, then you give the advice. So I'm with the other women in this regard.
1: Okay. Counterpoint. Okay. With everything you just said, I feel like. All of the women are offering a lot of very bold, unsolicited advice. Oh, they are. Yeah, And we talked about it a couple times. I mean, this is a theme running through the show just because, you know, when these women aren't going through it themselves, they have a lot to say about it and they're Mm -hmm. really tough about it. They're all so steadfast, like, oh, I would do this. I would do that. Like, none of you know. I mean, the one, there are a couple that have gone through similar scenarios. Those women can speak on it. The other women that are like coming in so hard and being like, "Well, you need to do this, you need to do that." I'm with you. I think that they all need to take a step back and just yeah. give her
2: like a shoulder to cry on
1: and let her get through this shit. I don't think she's at the point yet.
2: I just think that Gertie is is sort of taking center stage and she's doing it the most. Yeah, that's fair. So it's and it's a little and like she hasn't gone through it, so really her advice isn't great because she hasn't gone through that experience. Now, if you know Larsa did it like. Alexia did it whoever who, whoever's gone through a tough breakup a tough divorce you can kind of give a little bit of information but again it's still unsolicited advice so you have to know when to stop yeah that's, and kind that's of a good gauge point. Lisa's reaction to it because if, if Lisa wants more she's going to ask for more then you can keep going but you're right I mean and we kind of see this in show after show after show there is a lot of just like unnecessary intermingling like the fact that Alexia had that guy's marriage certificate Thierry's marriage I certificate know. which again doesn't really show anything because even gertie said i'm pretty sure that gets renewed or restored every three years and he said it's almost been three years since we got divorced oh, i thought that so was the like timeline a joke is, it could have been a joke honestly but still she came ready like adriana talked to this guy he said he's not married he's been divorced for a couple of years and we're jumping around but it's whatever and Alexia was like, well, I've got documentation right here. I was hoping that you were going to say that, and here you go. And it's just like, stop. Like Some people do have to figure out life for themselves. You can't always just insert yourself into that situation, give advice, or tell people what to do. It just doesn't really work, and it's kind of annoying and not a good trait. No, I agree.
1: And with the Tier is it Thierry? Yeah. With the Thierry thing, here's where I have a hard time believing that he's still married. We saw his face on the show. That's right? what I was thinking. You know what I mean? Like and then
2: I was like wait, so like his name's here, maybe he's from France, maybe he's married in France, but Alexia said that she looked through the Miami public records so he lives in Miami
1: or was at least married in Miami. Or
2: was at least married in Miami, exactly. And maybe he lives there or whatever. But again, like you said, his face was on the show. His name is on the show. Right. Somebody somewhere is going to be like, holy shit, that's so-and-so's husband.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Thierry. I had dinner with him and his wife last yeah. week. Like, like that's it, where I didn't add up for me. And I just thought, okay, if he is actually married, this doesn't really track. And if he's going to take the time, the one sketchy thing, obviously, is ignored the phone call. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that was a production thing. It probably wasn't that big
2: of a deal. I know. I, that goes through the back of my mind way too often. You know what
1: I mean? So... Could that have played? Maybe. But mm-hmm. he does go on speakerphone and say, no, I've been divorced for almost three years now. So I guess we'll find out. The I one thought thing- that was
2: kind of weird. did you, That whole situation where she was talking to him on the phone and then she said, hold on, I'm going to put him on speaker. But like probably didn't mute him because she no, definitely didn't have the didn't wherewithal mute to mute no, him. No, I, I doubt that so she, she muted him. So she put him on speaker and then like he knows now he's on speaker. So obviously he's going to say that. Oh, but interesting. it's... I don't know. I I still think he's probably not married for the reasons that you just brought up. Like he's on the show, his face is there, his name's there. Somebody's going to point it out and it's going to be really bad for him. Unless maybe he's in an open marriage, but I don't know. There's just so much digging. You're you're really getting deep. I know, but (laughs) it's just not worth it. And I just don't think that Alexia should insert herself and be like, Hey, I found out that he actually was married. Like I have a Google guy who has a Google.
1: I really liked this episode, honestly, because it was like, Once again, you get the tumultuousness, right? And like you get the the event happen, if you will. And we see that in other housewife shows. And that happens like right before the credits roll, Mm -hmm. right? Like the credits are about to roll. Then the thing happens and the credits roll. We got to wait till next week. We see them all kind of butting heads somewhat at lunch. I think Gertie was the main proprietor of that because she's kind of just saying like there's a hierarchy to this group and i'm going to break it down like this will no longer be this way it's going to be a square rectangle which actually weirdly works because a rectangle is technically a square oh shit is a square rectangle is a rectangle rectangle? okay so it does regardless technically work (laughs) and because of that you know alexia goes in to say and it's funny that you say alexia needs to butt out as well because alexia is the one that's saying like gertie just needs like Keep out of things. She always inserts herself, and she makes these weird faces. I never know what she's thinking, which is true. I, I like she'll say one thing and then make a face like she's talking about something yeah, totally no, different. Yeah, that's definitely true. But you just kind of see everybody at odds, and there's still tension from the Russian prostitute thing. Mm-hmm. But we get Fernando, who needs to be the shaman in every show. This is our first successful shaman interaction that we've had, where every cast member is involved. Everybody takes part. Everybody comes away with, like, some cathartic experience where they feel like they've grown from it. And then they're all hugging and laughing and loving. And I was like, fuck, yeah, Fernando, you crushed this you shit. You loved Fernando? I Fernando thought... was great. I
2: was laughing at him the whole time. But, like, I don't know. Like, the, the camera crew rolls up and he's his shirt's unbuttoned and he's just, like, sitting back with his arms back and, like, the wind's blowing through his hair and he's just, like, gyrating around and shit. Like, he knew where the cameras were. I think that's exactly what he does every single time. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But it played so well for the camera. And I just thought it was so funny. And then when they started like actually breaking down and crying and everybody took part and everybody was like there for each other, I was like, you know what? That is actually a, a good moment for the housewives. You know, I struggle with emotions like that. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep looking back at Fernando and I'm like, how the fuck did this guy, this fucking guy, get them to actually partake in this? Because- We've seen way better like well i guess better equipped shaman More well or well versed if you yeah, will Yeah, and i there has to be a shaman episode or some sort of like sound bathing or whatever sound baths sound I bathing sound i bathing mean i, I guess if you're
1: sound bathing you're at a sound bath yeah
2: yeah so that works there has to be one of those episodes in every franchise like pretty much like bi-seasonally like at least every other season just give me a little sound bath because it's fun it always provokes something This wasn't necessarily fun. It was just, I guess, like a nice moment to see them be human because there's so many scenes where you're like, I I just think you're so fucking out of touch. And then you see that they're actually going through things. You're like, all right, that brings me down a little bit. Yeah, I like
1: when we're able to relate to them more. I did think it was so funny that like Marisol, who has become one of my favorites after.
2: Did you see her flask? No. Oh, my God. Her flask says cockies Paris. And it looks like the Chanel. Oh logo my god. but it how says cockies that? on top oh my god she has it whole. it's like bedazzled and black yeah, yeah she's
1: print. great but it just like the humble brag of like i heal myself but like i'm so glad that i could like share this with you guys and like i want to teach you guys like well you're crying too like yeah. he shamaned you as well marisol Also, we
2: know how you deal with your things yeah yeah you have a cocky I, yeah, you, like, a
1: cocky. you, you we know you have openly said that you just drink all day which yeah. is fine if you're gonna like buy into it then sure, well, it's, sure. it's funny to an extent, to but an extent. Yeah, <laughs> let's throw that out there yeah, as a recovering alcoholic, you know, it has its downfalls, but I just, that, that was a funny moment where she's like, yeah, I know I got this, but like, I'm glad you guys could figure it out. But no, I genuinely enjoyed that entire scene and the episode kind of ends or at least gets towards the end. Adriana has a music video. She says she's been singing for eight years and now this is where I have to question, is this an actual singing career or is this a housewife singing career?
2: housewife singing career
1: that's what i thought for sure because i've never i've never heard one of her songs yeah like
2: candace's is is like a real singing career she's
1: up and coming yeah i mean she's on a track with trina like she's she's actually going somewhere. yeah yeah
2: this is like even some of the girls didn't know i think that she had a a song or music video from like eight years ago
1: but the funny thing is and this is what made me question it immediately was like they show up for you know the choreography to learn the dances Half the girls don't even show up. He's like, oh, I mean, we we can probably figure it out when we get there. And I want to know the director's background.
2: Dude, he came in hot. He was livid. I was gonna I was like, this guy's gotta be a fucking joke. Like, and it turned completely around on me. It looked like he takes his job very seriously. I appreciate now, that. There's like a weird it, there's a definitely a weird imbalance there. He looks like he takes his job very seriously. The choreographer looks like he takes his job very seriously. How about this? How about you hire maybe some professional backup dancers? Why do you need to have all the housewives there just to probably drum up a little more interest? That's so a recurring it?
1: theme. It's dumb. I know. I agree, but if, that like, has happened. That's,
2: but that's like when you asked, you're like, do you think this is legit or do you think it's a housewife singing career? It's absolutely a housewife singing career because of that. Yeah. If it was legit, like we saw with Candace in her music video, everybody's professional there. Here... You get the director walking in and he's pissed off. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why are these people not here? Why didn't we hire backup dancers? Like, why do we have to have these completely unreliable women who are just going to come in tomorrow hungover, tired, not really into it, and not know any of the dance moves? And all of them sitting at lunch were just like, well, yeah, I, I know how to dance. Like, yeah, well, okay, Larsa well, said she's not going to gonna be in it. Dance. Yeah, Larsa's not even going to be in it, which I respect more than somebody like Alexia who's like... I know how to dance.
1: Yeah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, like no, no you probably won't. It's, it's a, probably going to be terrible. It's a choreographed dance and it brought me back as you know I was born in Texas and mm-hmm. I went to junior college in Texas when I got drafted. But
2: let's mention you also had a little bit of an acting career for yourself too. In Texas? No. High school. Oh yeah. You were in the players.
1: Yeah, I was in the players. That's yeah. that's right. But um
2: did you forget about
1: that? Yeah. <laughs> it
2: looks like I just brought up a new memory for you.
1: <laughs> no, honestly, you just made me lose my train of thought. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what I was talking about. Oh, okay i got it but when i was down there when we went out we either like went to somebody's property because it's like bumfuck west texas mm-hmm. and we'd go out and like drink at my buddy had like a lease and we go out there and like drink on his property
2: shoot some or, music videos
1: yeah we'd shoot some music videos you know cowboy pop but uh or wondering we
2: would, how this is tying <laughs> in
1: <laughs> i'll get there don't worry baby bird i'll feed you <laughs> but we would also go to like honky tonks like cowboy bars and we oh. would yeah so this reminded me like if you go on a weekend there are line dancers cool. and it's the whole dance floor now they rehearse on thursday nights so if oh. you don't know the steps and you step out onto that floor you will get the shit kicked out of you like it's not a joke and you walk out there and, like i was you know a little tuned up one night and i didn't know the steps and i walk out there and i'm trying to like two-step and like do the the step i think it was copperhead road okay which I know now, but I bumped into this dude and he threw me off the dance floor, like into a table. I knocked over a bunch of beers. like It's just serious shit. So that that immediately I was like, oh, she better learn the choreography. She's going to get
2: thrown off the dance floor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they might. They might just start bumping into each other. Who knows?
1: But the episode kind of gets tied up with uh, we get a lunch between Lisa and Lenny's mom which I think is interesting. I think that helps paint this picture even more of just kind of what this situation really is. And once again, how the marriage was, how Lisa was as a wife, we can't comment on. We don't know enough. But what we can say is this whole thing has been a shit show because of Lenny. And his mom is sitting there saying like, yeah, he's having a midlife crisis. Like this is a disaster. Like he's treating me like shit. He's treating you like shit. What about the children? Like if your mother has to ask your soon-to-be ex-wife about her grandchildren, you're fucking up. Yeah, And that's when we get, like, the little snippet. I had no idea, like, eight years ago, I guess there was another incident in which Lenny was stepping out on her. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time, and when Lisa confronted him the first time, he said to her, like, I don't love you anymore. So that's when we get the girls kind of chiming in. We get some, like, cut scenes or whatever to them saying, like, one, they never liked Lenny, and that seems to be a general sentiment across the board. No one...
2: See, it, but that's an easy thing to say. Uh, sure, you know? sure. And like, I'd like to go back and review the tapes. You know, I want to see these people's reactions and interactions with Lenny throughout the years. And then I'll be the judge of that. Okay. So I'm going to well, go back and Well, the I'm guy get threw
1: lingerie parties at his house with his wife eight years ago. So yeah, I can't imagine shit. he was great back then either. No. But
2: Oh, no, no. I didn't mean that. I meant I want to see the interactions between like Marisol and him because she uh, was very steadfast okay. and I never liked him. Pretty much everybody that said I never liked him. I want to go back and watch their interactions. Okay, that makes see. more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to watch the game film, you know? Yeah,
1: you're right, you're right. But, and it's also, I mean, to your point, it's also easy to say, you know, they're all saying, they're like, you know, this has been going on for a while, like, she should have known, and like, I've always known, and like, it's easy outside looking in to say that, especially after the fact, but I thought the cherry on top was, we see an Instagram post from his new lady, and it's a $100,000 watch mm-hmm. that Lisa also has. Yeah. Like, Not only you taking a dig financially, you are also taking a dig at something that you bought for your ex-wife. Yeah, and
2: and Larsa said that he bought her a bunch of purses and stuff too. Yeah,
1: it's just it's such a shitty look. And if you want to then go on Instagram and say "woe is me," you don't know the real Lisa. Yeah, like look in the fucking mirror, pal. But we are back in Potomac with my favorite ladies, and we have a live show with the Grand Dom that we will get to. But I wanted to start out with, we've been getting, obviously, a lot of chatter amongst the ladies of Potomac about whatever this relationship is between Jackie, I guess I'm calling her Jackie now, and... I think you're just getting warmed up in New Jersey. (laughs) Can't fucking wait. I can't wait. But for... Jacqueline, Mia, and G-Daddy are sitting down and they're sharing a glass of wine. They're discussing what was discussed after Reasonably Shady's live show. Mm-hmm. And it does not help clear the air at all because there's a lot of sexual innuendos the whole time. Like, G-Daddy's on the right, Jacqueline's in the middle, Mia's on the left, and he's like, well, I don't want to be here. And she's like, oh, do you want to be in between? Like, oh, I never want to be in between. Like,
2: Yeah, there was a lot literally. of weird, like, sexual tension. Yeah, and, Although I do kind of disagree with it. I feel like they somehow put to bed the rumors that Jacqueline and G daddy did hook up. I didn't get that. at all. I got, that's what I got from it. Now they were at the very least a little more definitive when it's just the three of them sitting there than they were the week before. I don't understand why in the setting where Giselle is kind of grilling both of you, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Why you don't just use real answers. Like why are you, they using leave it these, open-ended like, vague things. Like I think, and again i think it just goes back to mia where mia is just like well always in the back of her head like this could be a good storyline let me just leave this a little open-ended let's just like not be definitive on this and it's just like no nobody really cares like why don't you just answer the damn
1: question no you're you're leading to more and more speculation and the more speculation there is the more likely people are going to believe that there is a throuple scenario happening mm-hmm. here and i don't think that that cleared up anything i think that Jacqueline has this weird affinity for G daddy where she keeps like asking him if like he loves her. And it's just the whole yeah. thing was, we- even Mia took that weird. She's like, well, he loves you. Cause he loves me. I even thought that she was kind of like, mm, all right. hold Well,
2: up. and when she said that, and this goes back to, and I don't know why, but like, I remember everything that Mia says because I, I just want to catch her in her lies. Yeah, that's I, fair. I just dislike her so much that if you remember, she said that she's the breadwinner. Oh, oh, G, G Daddy's oh, not the yeah, breadwinner. Yeah, I, I make so down. much more. He he doesn't even matter. But here, Jacqueline had to ask for a, a down, down payment, payment from him. So and then she why says, wouldn't she ask from her best friend if she could ask from her best friend's husband? One, that opens the door again for the weird sexual relationship that's going on. Two, that shuts down your whole, I'm the breadwinner. I make so much more, more money than he does. He doesn't even matter. No, I think that's, you've got that a little bit backwards. She there. calls
1: him a sugar daddy. Yeah. Which, you know, that completely derails your whole entire argument that you're the breadwinner in the family. Yeah. Clearly, this man makes some kind of money where he can put a down payment down on a Porsche that he's not driving for a friend of his wife's. Mm-hmm. Sketchy. Now, and
2: and uh, another thing, just complete financial irresponsibility. I was going through a hard time. I didn't really have money to do things. I was going through a hard breakup. No, she was saying, she said, so was, let me get a
1: Porsche. She said I was spending too much money. So, so let me get a Porsche. What do you still?
2: Wh- wh- I, I you know what? Whatever. You you got to live that life. Have fun.
1: Yeah, it doesn't sound that fun. But we get to the Pyt dinner with Ashley, and you can just tell right off the jump that they're just scheming. This crew sits together, and they scheme. They yeah. come up with. With things to do and say. Like, they're all just, they, they seemed like a group of high school girls. And I like, think
2: even Giselle was uncomfortable with them. And like, she's probably the biggest schemer in the group. I know. And Although she. Although Ashley's now apparently taking that title. Uh, Ashley. Woof. I think she might be the most annoying housewife. I've, I'm throwing her up there. I
1: agree. Between and I mean,
2: everything she does, the way that she talks, the way that she talks down to people. And the tries TikToks. To spin these sh- what? the TikToks. Well, obviously. Yeah, I was getting that. That's the biggest thing of all, I think, honestly. <laughs> but she's just so annoying. And I'm going to throw this in there. I think our boy Luke dodged a bullet there because she sucks.
1: No, I'm your boy Luke, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. But during this dinner is when Deborah comes out and says like, yeah, Chris was flirting with me. And thank God for production. I actually talked to Chris a lot this past week mm-hmm. and he is doing better. Like this did kind of take a toll on him. And we are actually going to do an interview with him um, coming up after the reunion. So stay tuned for that. You get the lowdown straight from him. No third parties. We have to hear how he's doing with the whole thing. But this is where she's like, yeah, he came up to me. He said, you know, my name's Chris. And she said, oh, my husband's also named Chris. He said, oh, well, all Chris's are alike. Cut to the actual footage. She says to him, hi, I'm Deborah." He says, oh, I'm Chris. Nonchalant. He's not even looking at her. The man is looking down at his cell phone. He could give two shits what's happening at the bar. Yeah,
2: he's probably waiting for a drink. Like, he's yeah, not just, I know. or he just doesn't feel he's like he's waiting being for a there. monster energy.
1: Oh,
2: God. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not throwing that out there. But no, I, I like, I, Colleen said the same thing when we were watching. She's like, he's probably just sitting there waiting for a drink, or he just doesn't really want to like be mingling with everybody else. So he's sitting at the bar, checking his phone and hanging out. Like, yep. You came over to him, you happened to be in the vicinity. You thought that he was staring at you. He wasn't. He was just looking around the room like people do when they're away from other people at a social event. It's kind of what you do. And then you started the conversation. So you got to think that this has to. This has Ashley all over it. 100%. And this is my theory. I think that Ashley's talking to her friends like, hey, you can be on the show a little bit more. Maybe you could be a friend of. Like, I could use a friend of. You pop up every once in a while. You just got to do something that kind of like brings you into the fold. Ooh. So here's what we're going to do we're going to drum up this whole storyline because I feel like it's a good call. And there's already some weird writing on the wall with Chris because she's still uncomfortable that Chris reached out to her while she was out with all of her friends that night, which is ridiculous. I think, yeah. And it, of course it's ridiculous, but that's why Ashley sucks. And mm-hmm. that's why she's annoying because she does this stuff and like, it's not cool. It's not good TV. So just stop. I like, mean, you're not doing anything.
1: What I think's going on and we see it really play out like at the end of the episode, but with Ashley, like she, Is so scorned by the whole like black mark on her name that is Michael Darby that I think she needs somebody to like drag down into the mud with her. She wants somebody else to go through what she has gone through with this man. And she makes references to it all the time. When we cut back to the vineyard and she's saying, like, oh, like, what, are you just going to pretend it didn't happen? You're just going to, like, deny, 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 pretty much? And Candace's like, what the fuck? Are you, like, like you? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She keeps making references that are direct correlations to exactly what she's gone through. And by her pining for Candace to take the time to talk to Deborah at the end, just, like, begging, pretty much. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like, are you sure you don't want to talk to her? Are you sure you don't want to talk to her? Like, no. Because there's no fucking way that Chris talked to her because we got the footage. And so that's,
2: that's why I love Candace, because she doesn't take the time of day to listen to that I'm shit. like she knows right away she stands with her husband and she says fuck no!" like why would i talk her saying sesame street character is just so fucking funny like her clapbacks her insults are sometimes the meanest things that i could ever imagine and they're so fucking they're unmatched i belly laughed at the things that she says and you've got to be like on the outskirts if you're deborah and you're talking to ashley and again this this feeds into my theory and Ashley's telling you, hey, we're going to do this whole thing. Maybe we'll get you in a room with Candace. It can be a whole thing on the show. You can drum up a little bit of interest. Maybe you can come on the show a little bit more. If you're Deborah and you look at Candace, that's not somebody to be trifled with, I don't think. Like, Absolutely You not. are going to get burnt you hard. Can't,
1: Deborah cannot handle the level of clapbacks, the level of just not give a fuck that Candace has. If you push her too far, like Candace will take you down. You're no match for her and you shouldn't even step to the table. It's like a college ball player going up against a major league pitcher. Like take a seat, pal. It ain't going to work out.
2: Yeah, no. And I do think that what you said about Ashley and the way that she's kind of sort of projecting the things that she's gone through over the years with Michael onto other women and trying to make it. I think there's another thing brewing here She obviously now does not have Michael Darby in her pocket, so to speak, or rather his money in her pocket. Correct. She needs to secure her spot on this show. Let me just try to do a bunch of other things and see what sticks. I like that. And that's what she's doing. She's trying to start fights with everybody. She's trying to pit people against each other, and she's not good at it. No. She's really not. She's not subtle at all. Like Karen is way better and Karen even got called out tonight, but Karen's way better at it because she's been through it. She listens to everybody. And then she says something quietly to the right people. Ashley does not. Ashley just does it right in front of your face. And you know that Ashley was the culprit. So you're going to get taken down. And I kind of hope that she does. I hope that her and Mia both get taken down by the end of the season And they are one. I don't want me to return. I'm okay if Ashley returns. Ashley can return. But like, she just needs to chill the fuck out.
1: She needs to settle down and look. Like, is she going through a lot of shit right now? For sure. Mm -hmm. Should you be forcing this stuff to add more shit to your plate? Hell no. Back the hell off. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But back to the Deborah thing. She then goes after Eddie and says that Eddie came over. He was all smiles and he was flirty too, but he wasn't quite as flirty as Chris. Cut back to the tape. They're both standing away from the women, just yep. laughing with each other. And by the way, Eddie smiles 24 seven. Yeah. He's happy. Yeah. he's just a smiley guy. Yeah. And I thought it was hysterical when Ashley's like, do I need to confront Wendy and like, let her know what happened. She tells Wendy, Wendy's reaction is so like, not smiling Eddie. And then she tells Eddie and they both just laugh about it. Like, yeah. are you shitting but me? Like
2: that's, that's a real moment that is a good marriage. Like we see that with Candace, like I said, and now we see it again with Wendy and Eddie that they're standing by them and they're laughing about it. Like, fuck no, I know you didn't. Have you seen her? Like even me, it was like, I mean, she's cute, but like, she's not, you know, cute. Like that doesn't even
1: make any sense. Mia very rarely has, like, a good one-liner, and yeah. that, that was actually, like, a funny Mia moment, yeah. and that's the only time I'm
2: going to say that. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the time, she's just saying things, and again, you've said it best, like, she's just trying to be iconic, like, and we'll get to it, but when she's talking to Karen at the improv show, she's, like, doing the mic drop, and the way that she's talking, and the way that she just, like, I, I just, everything she does, I'm like, you're just trying to be iconic, or you think you are iconic, and everything you do is great, and it's just not like it never lands. It never hits. You never see people that are like, oh, my God, me is so funny. Oh, my God, me is so great. Like nobody cares about you.
1: You said it best. And like I'm trying to picture myself in that room in that moment when she stands up and she's like shying away from the mic. Yeah. and She's like making like if I'm there and I'm not a Housewives fan, if I'm going there for like the Karen Huger experience, which I would imagine they're all Housewives
2: fans. Probably, yeah.
1: but. If she's doing that, I'm not like, ooh, she's fun. I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? Why does she keep like wincing? Like, why is she making the weird body movements? And what is she talking about? She thinks she's a star. She does. She thinks she is the star of her own show. And that's fine. Go have a a solo show by yourself that nobody watches. She's
2: like Walmart Ion from (laughs) Dubai. Like, seriously. That's
1: that's really funny. That takes us to the actual show itself, the grand uh, evening with the Grand Dame. And the whole episode, we get snippets of what the fuck is this? What are we about still to see? Not sure. I, I still don't know what we watched. I agree. Now, here was my one counterpoint. I don't think that it was, you know, a rave success. But Dev was like, this is nonsense. Like, what's going on? She's been on stage for five minutes, and it's been 30 minutes. Here's my thing, okay, and you see it with much bigger stars like comedians such as like you know Kevin Hart, Pete Davidson. Like they'll put on these events and they'll have their name on. It'll be like Pete Davidson's, whatever, like comedy jam, mm-hmm. and he'll go on stage for like five minutes to intro, and then the rest of the show he's the MC. He will introduce everybody. It's pretty much a platform in which. Somebody much more famous can kind of give his buddies a boost where it's like, hey, these guys are really funny. I want to help get their name out there. I've watched shows like that. I've enjoyed shows like that. So I don't think that like the format of the show is unfounded. I think that shows like that have happened. I think that it's dangerous to call it an evening with the Grand Dame and the Grand Dame is not present on stage frequently.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I mean, leading into it, everybody's just saying, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, what is this show? And the entire time that it's going on, that like, this is not what we thought it was. Not that we even thought it was anything. We have no idea what it is. Now, what I will say kind of to your point, if that is what she's going for, if she's going for the, let me put on a couple of people. And she had the drag queen come up twice. I love and...
1: that. They didn't have it in the budget. Oh yeah. Of the yeah. show. Yeah. It took me till the second song to figure out what that meant, by the way, it's oh, like yeah. zero dollars for the budget for the song. The songs, Looked like the most lit part of the show, yeah, everyone was up and dancing, like
2: I think she just needs more people. You know what I mean? Like you can have the drag queen come out and do a song, and then you can have two people sit up there, like a panel and answer some questions and do whatever. Great. then have a comedian come out and then maybe another musical act, and in between, you're just doing things like I feel like that works. But the fact that she had the drag queen come on in the beginning and then also at the end just kind of shows that there really was no vision like that Karen was talking about that. I've got my vision, right, Matt? Like and Matt's looking at her just completely blank. Dumbfounded. No idea what's going on. It just didn't look great. And my immediate reaction was eh, she's coming to Philly in February. Now she may have figured it out. That's Maybe my Maybe she's yeah. been on tour for a little bit and she's figured it out. We'll have to look at other shows and see what people have Posted their experience, whatever. If it's gotten better, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely go. One, you know, it's in Philly. Sure. It might have something to do. Did we ever figure out if it's down at the stadiums or if it's in parks? I
1: think it's at a casino, so at the very least we can play blackjack. We we can gamble. (laughs) All right. So at the very least, we
2: can go gamble. Um, Now, obviously, if it's down at the stadiums, we can go to a game and do that, and it can be a whole day. That would be fun. But we got to know what's going on going into it. Or counterpoint. We have no idea what's going on going into it, and we just have a good time.
1: We're ninety-nine point nine percent gonna have to go to this show to just saddle up, buddy. But the one thing I did appreciate, and especially after seeing, you know, Reasonably Shady had that half empty auditorium. I imagine that both monetarily and as far as like their first live show, like that was technically a success. Like I think they had enough people there. They just they overindulged on the venue. They should have went smaller. What I appreciate with Karen is she's like start small and she knew that so she got the improv which is a smaller room it's more Mm. intimate you are definitely going to fill it right so it's going to look like it's packed even if it's not that many people so I think she took the right approach where it's like look it's my first show if you put
2: them together it's a great show I think I think so
1: too I think if you combine Reasonably Shady with the Grand Dame experience if she MC'd Reasonably Shady if she was the host of that
2: you're you're taking it a step further I was just saying you take the the good parts of both of them them together like if reasonably shady dropped the whole Ashley dancing on the stage for a half an hour and brought out the drag queen and to brought up the, okay. the song okay, and then also had a smaller venue. I think that's a roaring success.
1: Okay. That yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, in my mind, I'm going, yeah, Karen could be the, the host. <laughs> of the- <laughs> <laughs> And that takes us to our question portion of the show. We got lots of questions tonight. So let's dive right in up first from coconut. nailed it. Do you think Ashley's reach to lie about Chris is her deflecting on her own issues with Michael? Yes, I do. I touched on it already. Thank you for reaffirming. And from, and if I mispronounce this, I am very sorry. I am trying my best. From Tajir Ford 01. Do you think they will show the videos during the reunion, like in their entirety of like the interactions with Chris?
2: probably more maybe not in their entirety but i I imagine they probably have a little bit more that they'll show in the reunion
1: yeah i would imagine that we'd see like maybe an extended clip of him not giving a fuck who's standing at the bar but once again just a shout out to production because they could have fucking buried him and they didn't we
2: did and when we had the interview with chris during our live show he did say the production does some weird shit like them arguing in front of a doctor didn't actually happen oh yeah so production does have their hand in some things to try to twist it to make it look like it's worse than it actually is i'm just happy that they're not taking this approach because that would suck
1: it would suck because this is something that ruins reputations and lives like this isn't something you mess around with and that's why this has been like kind of it's been tough especially since you know we're now friends with chris like we both like talk to chris so like it's just it it's good to see that they're doing the right thing and just vindicating him, and so we can move the fuck on from this. Oh, I got to read this one cause this one is kudos to you from Joey Butler. What incentive did Ashley have behind this to smear Chris to recruit Deborah point for shooter There you go. This is a a Rosslick question from Mocha minutes. I was, <laughs> All right. I was about to say, Mocham, I newts. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> has watching this season changed your mind on anyone?
2: It's changed my mind. Well, I'll let you answer that, actually, because you watched the first two seasons.
1: Um, I mean, yeah. Obviously, Heather has done a huge 180. Oh, which reminds me, Meredith, if you do a 360, you're going in the same direction. Yeah. All oh, right? my God. Yeah. A 180 is going back the other way, mm-hmm. not a 360. But, yeah, and I would also say Whitney. Whitney, who, you know, we saw it a little bit at the beginning of the year, just kind of, like, puts her foot in her mouth, is just kind of, like, all over the place. She has grown up a lot during this season where she's making much better points, and I think a lot of that has to do with her relationship with Lisa now versus her relationship with Heather. Yeah, because I, I think
0: that.
1: You know, we're starting to see – the layers peel back a little bit on Heather, and I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I think there's somebody in there that we didn't know about, mm-hmm. and maybe that is a product of Jen Shaw, but without her and Heather being as close as they are, Whitney has made a lot more sense. She's kind of come down to earth a little bit, and I, I've actually enjoyed her in the later episodes of the season. <laughs> this is for you. From Lord Tennant. Who wore it better, Heather or Mad Eye Moody from Harry Potter? <laughs> uh, Mad Eye Mooney. <laughs> Mad-Eye... Well, it
2: depends on who you mean. Like, was it? Uh, what's his name's son? The uh, the escaped convict from Azkaban who was portraying Mad Eye Mooney? Sirius Black. No, no, no. It was. Uh, oh, the, oh Phineas damn it. Fucking.
1: Oh wait, no. I can do this. I was a huge Harry Potter nerd.
2: Yeah, so was I. Um... God.
1: Oh, this is so embarrassing. Finney Phine- no, no, no? no, 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 no. And no. you just fucked me up. Now I I'm not know, gonna be able to think Phineas, about it. It's not Phineas. Seamus. No. no
2: marty 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 grouch jr is it grouch
1: that sounds right crouch yeah, crouch crouch. Mar- marty marty crouch marty crouch marty crouch, marty crouch. yeah boom yeah boom if we got anyway, that wrong uh, they're gonna let us know
2: yeah Matt I moody for sure
1: from crystal Terran. have you guys watched real housewives ultimate girls trip
2: <laughs> oh boy
1: we have. I enjoyed it thoroughly. When's the
2: third one come out? Because maybe I'll change my opinion on it.
1: I don't think you will. See, I think that you are not an ensemble cast kind of guy. I think you need you need the meat and potatoes the whole season.
2: If I, ugh, sometimes I really don't. But no, I'm, yeah, true. If, I think if I can hand pick the ensemble, I'm better. But that's never going to happen. That's a tall
1: no, order. I, you know what? Maybe it will. Now who knows? Who knows? Who knows on this knows? wacky wild ride yeah. we've been on. And I'm going to read this just because we've gotten a lot of these and I don't care for it. And I know we opened the door to it, but I'm not even going to read your name. It says, no question, just go Cowboys. And
2: who the fuck do you think? you? Yeah,
1: are? you're going to come on our platform and you're going to talk about the Cowboys. Ugh. What are you talking about? You beat Gardner Minshew by like a touchdown.
2: Yeah, have fun losing to to the Buccaneers in the first round.
1: Yeah, we can't wait to watch. But that's all we got tonight. Um, make sure you continue to follow us on Instagram at brav underscore bros. Follow us on TikTok at brav underscore bros. And follow us on Twitter at brav bros. No underscore there. Make sure you hit up the shop. We do have some pretty decent swag, I think. I, I like our shirts. Oh, yeah. Good um, shirt. So check it out. Support the bros. Rock some of our apparel. And, uh, yeah, other than that, you got anything else? Go birds. Go birds, baby. Go birds. Bye.